You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from his word today. And it's good to be in the house of God and always enjoy going and being with God's people and enjoying the fellowship and enjoying the word of God as it's presented. It's too bad that uh, a lot of churches today are not, not staying with the Word of God. And we find that as we travel, we find that a lot of times churches are getting away from the King James. They're going to what they call contemporary service. I call it a devil's service, but uh, anyway, they, uh, they're doing that. But I praise God for you for your pastor and for every one of you. Staying by the Word of God and staying by missionaries too. Uh, Praise the Lord. You know, I believe that God honors a church that's mission-minded. And I think you're just the proof of it. We see that right here, how God has honored you. You've grown. And uh, as far as missionary giving, wow, I don't know of any other church that's like this one. And so I praise the Lord. Well, I am with the Beams Ministry. My name is Don Benson, my wife Mary. uh, She's been with me now for 63 years. So uh, that kind of gives you an idea of how old I am, but uh, I'm not going to tell you. But anyway, we've been with the Beams Ministry for 17 years now. And uh, I pastored for 32 years before that. So, uh, like I was telling Brother Corsair, I I got saved in 1965. And I preached my first sermon. I got saved in May the 16th. I'll be coming up here with my anniversary. And... uh, I preached my first sermon in December of 1965, and I've been preaching ever since. But that particular sermon was in Lansing, Michigan, and it was at the rescue mission there. And, uh, oh, I'd only been saved about six months. I prepared messages. I, I had paper after paper of messages that I had prepared. And so I got up and I started preaching and I went through it and I looked at the clock. I'd gone 10 minutes. <laughs> so what did I do? I turned the papers back over and started over again and went through the same thing. <laughs> they needed to hear it anyway, twice. <laughs> so anyway, I, it was wasn't too long after that I went to school and I learned some things that I needed to know. But you know, I found out whenever I, I pastored, the first pastor that I had was up here in Prescott, Michigan. And when I, I found out that I learned more in that first year that I was pastoring than the four years that I was in college. <laughs> because there was a lot of things that, of course, they couldn't teach you. You had to experience it. And so I, I just praise the Lord for 
I praise the Lord for the school that I went to, Midwestern Baptist over in Pontiac, and Dr. Tom Malone at that time. And uh, we had a good, a good school, and there's a lot of preachers. And I think there's still a lot of preachers out preaching that graduated from the school. It's too bad that these colleges are not producing the people that God wants to use. For some reason, uh, right in the area, by the way, I'm from Jasper, Tennessee. That's down by Chattanooga. And uh, I pastored 10 and a half years on the mountain. And mountain people are different. And uh, after I went to surrender to go with Beams, we moved down in the valley to Jasper and, and that's where we live today. But uh, I was in a motor home for nine years. And in fact, I parked back here one time with a motor home. But God has blessed us in allowing us to be part of this ministry for 17 years. You know, I, I went down to Gulfport. Brother Ferret, who is our director, uh, he always was asking me, he said, why don't you come and be a missionary with Beams? And when, this was while I was pastoring. And I told him, I said, no, I can't do that. I'm pastoring. I've got a church to take care of people. I can't do that. And he said, well, why don't you come to just the, the training session? They, we have a training session every year. And so I said, well, I can do that. Give me a little vacation. I'll go down and go to the training session. And when I heard about what Beams was doing and how it was helping missionaries all across the world, God spoke to my heart. And so I surrendered that right at that time to go with Beams. I went back and resigned the church. Started with Beams in 2002. And we've been going ever since. My territory that I had was from Tennessee north. And in fact, when we were in the motor home, I covered this whole United States. <laughs> I started in, over in Rhode Island and went all the way to Washington State because I had the motor home and whenever some pastor would call and say, come and share the ministry, they'd let me go and I would travel that way. So I have I've really have enjoyed being part of the ministry because I know that we're doing something that needs to be done and that's to get the Word of God out. Now, we're not a printing ministry. We're a distribution ministry. We purchase whole hardback King James Bibles and we send them out free of charge. Our, we've right now to 150 countries. We have 40, I think that we've had 46 different languages now. Uh, we've added a few languages in the past few years. And we make sure that they're all equivalent to the King James so that we don't get any of this NIVs or anything like that. We don't even get the new King James. We stick with the old King James, and that's what we send out. Anything that's equivalent to it, we'll send it. We go in, like I said, 150 countries, and we'd like to have 
more languages, but there's just not good translations. And by the way, you might wonder, I, I don't know if I have an accent anymore or not, uh, as far as I, I lived up here, but whenever I moved to Tennessee, uh, I developed a little bit of an accent. Of course, I, I'm from Missouri anyway. I was born in Missouri, so that has one thing to do with my accent too. And when I moved to, ten, or moved to, to uh, Michigan, and I went to school at Vandercook Lake, I graduated from Vandercook Lake High School. Uh, this is the old building, not the new one. And uh, everybody would look at me when I'd talk and say, boy, you got an accent. I don't see me having an accent. I don't say y'all or anything like that, but sometimes it comes out. But I, I praise the Lord for our ministry. It started in 1972. Dr. Julian Pope was a pastor at that time, but he took a mission trip to, to India. When he got to the mission field, he saw that people were getting saved. And by the way, that's happening today. People all over the world are getting saved. I wish it would happen in America. America is not like these other countries. Now we're free, we get to come together and, and we praise the Lord for that. But few people are being saved today in America. Not like it is in the foreign country. They, they realize that there's got to be something more than just living. They realize that there is a God, but very few had the Word of God. In fact, one missionary told me that a 95-year-old man he witnessed to said that he had never seen a Bible, much less he didn't even know of a Bible. And he was given it, he held it to his chest and wept. He said he loved it. And they do love the Word of God. But there is a lot of people being saved across the world. Uh, I hear of uh, missionaries telling about getting hundreds of people saved. Like over in the Philippines, thousands of people getting saved. When they get saved, they need the Word of God. How can you know what God wants without His Word? And so, uh, we want to send it to the missionary so that he has them to be able to give to their people. And I've always said it's easier for a national to take the Word of God to his people than it is to a missionary going to that country. Because when a missionary goes there, he has to learn the language. And then not only the language, but the culture. Where a national knows all that. So if we can get the Bibles to to these individuals through the missionary, then they can take it and win their own people to the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, anyway, we started in 72 and the Pope went to India and found out that nothing was being given to those that got saved. So he came back and he started the precious seed ministry. Now this has nothing to do with bearing precious seed. That's an entire different. And after a couple of years, 
during that time, he would send lessons. Uh, he would send New Testaments, John, Romans, and so on, to the, the missionary. But he wasn't sending very many because of the cost and everything that goes along with it. Finally, he decided the best thing he could do would be to just send the Word of God. And so that's what he started doing. And until 1996, when Brother Ferret took over the ministry, uh, they hadn't sent but maybe 300 Bibles or so. That's what they were sending about every month, maybe every two months. They weren't because it wasn't really a, a big ministry. And then when Brother Ferret took over in, in 97, I think it was, he took over, he started to uh, sending Bibles pretty regularly every week. He had sent out Bibles. And the ministry grew. And when it first started, Brother Ferret was a pastor of, Tem of Temple Baptist Church in Gulfport, Mississippi when he took over the ministry. Well, he resigned the church and went full time with the ministry. His wife said, well, how are we going to make it? He said, oh, the Lord will provide. She said, I know, but how are we going to make it? You know, because they, she said, once you resign the church, you're not going to get a check from them anymore. And he said, we're not? <laughs> like he was really surprised. But uh, he the Lord provided for him, and the Lord provides for us. When I resigned my church there in, in Tennessee, we at least had Social Security, and uh, that was about it, though. So we went out, and we went, first of all, up to New York State, New Jersey. And when we got there, churches started uh, supporting us and started giving us love offerings and so on. And, and the Lord just really blessed us. And uh, so from that time that he took over until a couple years ago, we had sent out over 1,500,000 Bibles Amen. to missionaries. Today, we have sent out over 1,800,000 we're sending out about 100,000 Bibles every year. And we'd like to increase that. We've put up new warehouse space to where we can handle more Bibles, and yet we still have to have the money to pay for it. We would so that's one of the things, if we don't have the money, we won't buy it. And so we're just looking forward to the coming years because I believe God has a real work to do. Still yet. Amen. We've done enough, but there's always more. And there's a lot of missionaries we don't know about. We'd love to be able to know all the missionaries, the good fundamental Bible-believing missionaries on the foreign field. It would be nice to know all of them so that we could send Bibles to them. But we don't know that many. Right now, we, we send Bibles to about 3,000 missionaries and national pastors 
in those 150 countries. But I know there's more than 3,000 missionaries out there. And by the way, we've got missionaries coming back off the field and nobody going to take their place. In fact, in the Beams ministry, every one of us are over 70 years old. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We have five families and one single man in the ministry trying to cover all of the United States. Now, I had the biggest area to cover. Most of them cover two, maybe three states. But Mary and I cannot travel that much anymore. So I, don't ha I used to have Indiana, Illinois, I had Michigan, Wisconsin, I had Tennessee, Kentucky, I had all of that. And right now, we're having to stay mainly in Tennessee. So nobody's covering Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin. We have a pastor over in Wisconsin that has thought about when he retired that he would go with beams in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And that would be great. But we need more. We need some young men, young couples, rather than old people like me. And uh, sooner or later, I'm just not going to be able to continue. You know, 83 years old, if I've got another 10 years, I'm going to be praising God. But uh, we never know. We just want to keep on going, even though... At our age, we can't do an awful lot, but we can do something. That's right, and everybody can do something hey. for God. And I mean, you've got an area here, Jackson, Vanderbilt Lake, uh, Concord, you've got Clark Lake, you've got all these places right around here that need people to be saved. Amen. And how are they going to hear without a preacher? And you say, well, I'm not a preacher. Now, maybe you don't stand behind a pulpit. But you are a preacher. You are a proclaimer of the Word of God. Amen. And that's all God wants. He wants somebody just to be a witness. Now, you can give a track. You know, just here's one that I've got from Dr. Curtis Hudson. Four things you must accept to go to heaven. Just give that track out. Somebody will read it. I know overseas you give a track out, a lot of people read it. They don't just throw it in the garbage can. Maybe they throw it in the garbage can over here, but maybe they don't. Maybe they'll read it and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. I have a message that I got from Psalm 11, chapter, chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Our foundations are being destroyed. Now, we don't send Bibles here in America because we can go get Bibles. You can go to Walmart, you can buy a Bible. You can go to a bookstore, buy a Bible. 
And if you're looking for a King James, you may have to look down close to the bottom because they usually hide those, but they're there. And you can, get, you can buy them here in America. Where overseas, a Bible would cost about $30 and the people get about a dollar a day in their work. Some of them maybe even get less than that. So for a month's wage, is what it would take to buy a Bible. And they can't do that. That's why we want to send it free of charge so they can have it. One lady over in the Ukraine, a missionary gave her a Bible. She didn't want it. She refused it for a while, but the interpreter told her to take it. And so she did. When she took it, she ran home. I mean, she took off running. The missionary wondered, well, what's going on? Pretty soon she came back. She had a pair and she wanted to give that pair to the missionary. Missionary said, no, the Bible's free. The interpreter said, go ahead and take that. He said, that's all she had. And whenever I heard that, I thought about the lady that put in the two mites, the widow. It's all she had. And we've got so much here in America and yet, so many Christians are not willing to do anything for the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of the churches I go to, they're small churches, and I realize that, but they haven't seen anybody saved in years because nobody is reaching out from the church to the people. And if you're going to get people saved, you see, the unsaved not going to come into the church. They've got to be invited. They've got to be talked to in the home. And if they're going to be saved, sure, they'll, there might be a few people come that uh, are lost. And when they hear the message, they get saved. But most people get saved in their own home or by somebody witnessing to them outside of the church. And so God has given us a responsibility. He tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's our commission as men and women and childs of God. We need to reach out and let people know and like I say, the foundations of America is being destroyed. And what can you and I do? We can pray. We can witness. And we can attend our church and support the church. We can do all of these things, even though the foundation is, is being destroyed. And since 1973, over a million babies have been aborted. Foundations are destroyed. We've legalized homosexuality. Foundations being destroyed. We've legalized dope or marijuana. Our foundations are being destroyed and they are destroyed now. And the only thing we can do is try to get people saved. Amen. I believe Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. I believe it could be any moment. And I'm praying that it's that I'll hear that trumpet right now. 
and every one of us to go, but you know, there's a lot of people, and maybe someone here has never trusted Jesus Christ as personal Savior. If that trumpet would sound, you'd still be here. All the rest of us would be gone. And then you would have to go through that terrible time of tribulation. So that's the way all the lost people, wherever they are, they're going to have to go through the terrible time of the tribulation unless we can reach them for Jesus Christ. I, my brother passed away and we had the funeral Friday. He was 70 years old. He was saved in 1966 right here in Jackson. And uh, he didn't live for the Lord. And I, I always questioned where he was saved or not. He said he was, and I've asked him a number of times, but I don't know. You know, his life didn't display it. But he, he was, it, it, I, I just have to accept the fact that he said he was saved. But there's a lot of people that are lost. And they go out into eternity without Jesus Christ. They're going out into a lake of fire. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that if your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. You don't hear much preaching on hell anymore. A lot of people don't like to hear about it. A lot of people especially the lost people don't like to hear about it because they know that that's where they're going to spend eternity. One of my brother's daughter married a fellow that he said he was an atheist. So whenever I gave the message at the funeral, I stressed that if they don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you don't stand a chance of going to heaven. There's just no way. And I gave him John 14, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And without him, you're not going to be in heaven. You're going to be in a lake of fire. And I don't want anyone to do that. I want people to be saved. I want people to know Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And I want those on the foreign field. They, they need it just as well. It says go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And so that's what we want to do is get the Bibles. How can they hear without the Word of God? The preacher has to take the Word of God and tell people about Jesus Christ. And so our ministry is reaching out, but it's reaching out with the Word of God. The greatest book in the Bible, in the world is the Bible. And when a person gets saved, they need the Word of God. If they grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior, it's going to be through the Word of God. And you say, well, I go to church. I hear the message. You'll get maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, and that's it. 
And then most people will not read the Word of God when they go home. That's why we send out Bible reading charts so people, so Christians can take the Word of God and read through the Bible. I read through the Bible a couple times a year almost. And every time I read through the Word of God, I find something different and God speaks to my heart about it. And so if they don't have the Word of God, they're not going to know what God expects for them to go to heaven. So you pray for us. Pray that God will continue to use us. We don't want to quit. I have no plans of quitting. I thought maybe when I got 85, I'd, I'd retire from beams and do something else, maybe pastor again. I don't know, but people wouldn't have me because of my stand, because I stand on the Word of God. And I've always done that, and I'm always going to do that. I'm not going to change. So I don't know. We'll just have to see what God has in store for us. If he wants me to retire at 85, then I'll retire at 85 and do something different. But if he doesn't, I'll just keep on going. As long as I have my health, and God's been good to me. I, I've had good health. Oh, I did have bypass surgery one time, four bypasses, but you know, that's the only time I've ever been in the hospital. I've never had a broken bone. I've never had anything. To, I still complete intact. <laughs> I've got everything that God gave me when, when I was born. And uh, so the Lord has been good to me. My wife, she has some health problems. And so many times she can't go with me, but I still go. I still travel and go and let people know what we're doing with beams. Maybe I don't travel quite as much as I used to, but I still want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he saved me, gave me a new life. And I just want to serve him. I would hope that every Christian would want to do that. Serve the Lord Jesus Christ until you go to the grave or until he comes back. And I want to keep looking up because one day that trumpet's going to sound. So you pray for us. Pray that we'll continue to be able to go, continue that my health would remain, and I'll just praise the Lord. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklay.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.